Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance card. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Adam Roto, so I got to tell you what happened down here in Florida today. There was an accident on I-75, you know, the opposite of I-95 on the other coast. Fire okay. coast. A bear ran onto the highway and somebody hit it in his pickup truck. And then somebody hit him and somebody hit him and it was a jackknife on the road. So basically a bear was on the highway and it held up traffic for like most of the morning down here. Wow. A bear of all a places? Ba- a bear. In Florida? Seriously. I mean, in Jersey, that happens. There was some video that went viral a few weeks ago of two bears fighting in someone's backyard. So I wouldn't be surprised by that, but that wasn't Scott the King. Uh, maybe it was. I don't okay. know. Uh, but yeah, wow. Uh, that's it, that's the thing with driving. You know, a lot of people feel they are taking a risk going on a plane. You can. It's easier to die from a car accident, and that's an example why. Like something could run on the road. You could, you know, poor drivers. And uh, my parents used to live in upstate New York, and they would have a deer. You couldn't oh, yeah. see them at night. Oh yeah, deer. I've seen deer in Long Island. I was. Uh, Deep out in Long Island for work, and it was the middle of the afternoon. There was a deer on the side of the road, and then forget it at night too. And you hit a deer, forget it. So, yeah, there's a lot of dangerous animals potentially on the road. Hopefully, no dangerous animals in Europe for you when you go away. Yeah, I hope not. I'm hoping <laughs> just to make it back safe after uh, some stories. That I mean, was it recently too in the Dominican Republic? You heard uh, something happened there? With, no, uh, what happened? Couple, I think it was an American tourist. Uh, couple were killed. I'm hearing that it's it's well, getting more dangerous down there. The, D, the DR is not. I mean, I guess it depends where you go. The, I've been, yeah, it's a I've little been, dicey there. To be honest with you, I went there, uh, you know, to a resort. I didn't leave the resort. My friend, like a moron, did. Were you in he, Punta Cana? No, no, I forgot okay. exactly where. But yeah, so my friend got a little drunk and started talking to this girl, and he left the resort. Yeah, and I didn't. Like hear from him killed. for hours. I know. Yeah. And he comes back. I'm like, what happened? He's like, I don't know, man. I went on the bike with this guy. They took me somewhere. I'm like, dude, what are you doing, man? Yeah. You got to be very careful. Look, I, I mean this in the best way. One of my best friends in the world is Haitian. And when there's unrest down there, even he's not safe. He's in a plane to watch out because a lot of crazy stuff can happen, man. I'm not saying it happens all the time. I'm just saying you got to be very careful. Yeah, especially if you're in unfamiliar territory. So, you know, like when I went to Jamaica, I just stayed in the resort. I didn't leave. That's another. That's another island where you can get uh, you can get robbed there very easily in Jamaica. Yeah, you know when they know that you're a tourist and you're not familiar with territory, it could be dangerous. So, uh, but you're right. When you say it's go. sandals or one of those places, you're safe. I mean, there's no problem. But when you go off those places, I don't know, man. That's that's a little risky. No, it definitely we, is. All right, you're gonna pack protection on us. Uh, what kind of protection? A gun. 
No. no. Yeah, I'm going okay. to get through the airport with that. That'll work well. <laughs> no, the other protection, I'm sure you're back. I was just, I was checking out the thing. You know, we don't want, we, don't, we want you to come back safely, Adam. Like, I don't know what's going to happen if I don't have you. Seriously. Yeah, I literally I know. don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Show's going to go downhill quickly. All right. Craig Kimbrell signs a three-year deal with the Chicago Cubs. They pay him $43 million. I ask you this simple question. They paid him now. Why didn't they just pay him a few months ago? They didn't want to give up the draft pick. What is it with the draft pick? Seriously. I mean, how many, how many first round picks or second round picks? It's not, it's not like the NFL. Very rarely do you see these guys actually make it in baseball to me. Uh, yeah, but you could also get, you know, a potential stud. I mean, Mike Trout wasn't even a top 20 pick. So, uh, you know, look, there's going to be, there's going to have to be some changes and, Obviously, the bargaining agreement is coming up, and hopefully we don't get a work stoppage. But uh, that's what most teams were doing, and obviously we knew right around this time he would sign. And over the last couple of days, it was heavily rumored that the Cubs were the favorite, and they certainly could use him. I know it's really terrible for Pedro Strope owners because you drafted this guy cheap. He was pitching well. He had one bad outing, went on the injured list. So you wait like a month for him to come back. He immediately gets placed in the closer role, gets a save. Obviously, they went to Steve Ciszek last night. They probably didn't want to pitch him two days in a row. Ciszek did give up a run and got a save. But, yeah, now all of a sudden, even Ciszek. You know, I, was, I picked up Ciszek in several leagues thinking, okay, if he pitches very well, maybe he at least – splits the job with Strope or gets a few opportunities, and now both those guys are pretty much out the window. But I think for now, I'm holding both for at least two weeks, maybe more, uh, because Kimbrell's not going to immediately come to the Cubs tomorrow. I'm sure they're going to have him go pitch in the minor leagues for a little bit. Uh, so I would hold those guys for now because you still might get a couple of saves. Maybe C-Sheck, I could see dropping a little bit more, but I, I'm personally in the leagues I have right now. I'm probably holding him for another week or two. Maybe he gets one, two saves. No, I think that's the right advice. I, I, I would think a two-week hold period because, I mean, look, when Kimbrell comes back and he even go back-to-back -back nights, you don't know. I mean, I Strope, Strope still has, I would say, two weeks of value. What is I it? Think, I, I'd say by July 1st, he's done. Yeah, I think two to three weeks is, is fair. So, you know, you could still get some saves in the meantime. Uh, so I would hold on to them and then – see what happens because you know even two three four saves is very valuable just go look at your standings for saves and look see how close it is because there's always one or two teams in the league that have three closers or has a kirby yates and maybe they have someone has kirby yates and shane green so they're like ahead of the pack but then there's always a couple teams that don't have a closer few with one and you know we have several situations in baseball now where it's split. Like the Red Sox don't have a defined closer. The Twins don't have a defined closer. Seattle doesn't even get save opportunities at this point. The Royals don't get many. So it's a real tight category where even if you get two, three saves from Strope the next two weeks, three weeks, uh, those saves mean something. I think you were right about Kimbrell wanting to stay in the National League. Uh, the American League is very dicey, and I think you know I don't. The Cubs have a reasonable chance, but I mean it's it's a tough division with the Brewers and of course the Dodgers there. But I still thought Minnesota was a better fit. Well, it came down to money. From what I see, Minnesota did not want to go to a third year, and uh, that's what prevented them from going after him. So, so what was it, like two years, thirty million versus three years, forty three mil? I didn't see the exact numbers, but I know uh, there's an option in the third year for the. 
for with the Cubs and the Twins didn't want to do it. So that was let me ask difference. you that. Let me ask you that. Let me let me say I'm assume I'm right for argument's sake. Two years, thirty million with the Twins, or three years, forty three million with the Cubs. Adam Ronis, you are now Craig Kimbrell. What do you do? Take the money. He's already won a ring. Take the money because you see how this market is, and Kimbrell feels like he should have gotten more based on some of the contracts that other closers have, and obviously. Why are you going to pay for a closer? It really doesn't make sense. I mean, I know he's 31, and he has had some command issues, but I don't blame players for, for taking the money. I never will. You know, you get that guaranteed money, take it, especially since you see how this market is. So, uh, And realistically, would I you mean, would your Would your answer be the same if Kimbrell had never won a ring? Um, probably not, because are you guaranteed a better shot at winning a World Series with the Twins? I don't think so. I think you are. I think you're winning that no. division. Okay, that's fine. You got to get through the Astros, Yankees, and the Red Sox if they get you there. You got to get through the, the Brewers and the Dodgers. That Brewers, really? Look at that pitching staff. They have one of the worst ERAs. You're not worried about that. The Dodgers are the threat. Anyone, anyone else they can beat. The, who are you worried about? The Phillies? I mean, Phillies are not that great. There's no great teams in the National League outside of the Dodgers. Everyone else is kind of close. So to me, if you look at the National League, it's a better path. All you got to do is beat the Dodgers in one series. It's possible. So right, I, I right. think there's a better path. Look, I, I said this last week, and I hope it doesn't happen. This is really – I will feel really bad for Twins fans. If they get there, they have a great year, and they have to face the Yankees in the first round because they have an awful history against the Yankees in the playoffs. They lose all the time. That would be a Twins fans nightmare. You get to the playoffs, you have a great year, you win 95 games, you got to face the Yankees, and you go down. Because, uh, you know, the Yankees – they, they they have that experience, and you know, will the Twins have enough pitching to get well, by? Well, that's that's. I was just thinking that. Look, I love Barrios, I do, and I think you've had good years from Perez and Orizzi, but I think you need one more guy. I think you need one more guy at the top of that rotation. Dallas Keiko will be a real nice addition. You might have to make a trade, and don't tell me Mike Leak or anybody like that. You're gonna need a, a, a legit number two arm to go there if they want to make a deep run. Look, the Twins have been pretty fortunate that they have not really been hit hard by injuries. You know, Nelson Cruz missed a couple weeks, but they were scorching at that time. The Astros and Yankees right now are just battered by injuries, and those teams are still right there. If the Twins get a couple of injuries, I don't think they have the depth to maintain the pace. I mean, it's still, you know, Houston definitely has some question marks with the pitching staff. I mean, but when you get into a short series and you got Verlander and Cole, I oh, mean, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. and that bullpen with Osuna and Presley and you can have James, you'll bring Whitley up if you could ever turn it around. You know they're going to make a trade. I mean, it's still hard for me to see how Houston is not the favorite. Oh, no, Houston, and, Houston is absolutely the favorite. I mean, you've got the pitching and you've got the tools. You've got guys in your in your minor leagues that you could trade at any point to, to make it to make it uh, make you win anybody. Yeah. And the Yankees, too. I mean, they've just, they just they haven't had Judge. They haven't had Stanton. They're going to get Didi Gregorius back this weekend. They're talking about Judge coming back for the London series at the end of the month. But the if Yankees they, don't have the minor leaguers to trade at this point, right? They don't have well, anybody. Well, they can trade Frazier. Frazier is a trade ship. I guess so, but you're right. The Yankees are, are more powerful because they've all these guys injured. I mean, you don't have Stanton. You don't have Judge. I mean, come I mean, on. if they get Severino back, oh. I mean, that, you know, they haven't even had him, and he was supposed to be their ace, you know, and they got Paxton. Tanaka, I know, is not a dominant pitcher, but, you know, him is your game three starter in the playoffs. You're fine with. You know he's going to – and their bullpen is so good. That's the thing with the Yankees. You know, they are really built for the postseason with that bullpen.
Well, it was amazing. You know, they get out of Vino, they get Zach Britton. You're like, why do they need these guys? Well, now you know why they need these guys. Because it's it's probably the best way, way to go deep right now is to have a mediocre pitching staff but a top-end bullpen. Well, that's what Milwaukee did last year. I mean, they weren't getting any length from their starters, and they were able to get to the NLCS. Uh, they weren't able to get past the Dodgers, and that's why it was a little surprising that they really didn't go acquire a starter in the offseason because they're probably going to need that anchor at least to go seven innings. But the game has changed. So right now, you really don't expect your starters to go past the sixth inning in most cases. I mean, it's stunning when you see someone consistently go seven innings like Zach Wheeler has done lately, and he did it again today. You just don't see it much anymore. And uh, you want to have that strong bullpen, and the Yankees have it. That's the way the game is now is you really want to have a ton of arms in the bullpen, and especially when you get to the short series in the playoffs. Well, think about the Dodgers. Who is one of their biggest offseason signings? Joe Kelly, right? Getting a guy to get to to get to Jansen, getting a guy that can throw in it, who's been in that situation, in the, in the pressure situation. I mean, it was a very underrated signing, but it may pay off big time. They, they're just stacked. I mean, the pitching, the starting staff. I mean, they still, I think, have some issues in the bullpen. I was looking at the stat today that I think their bullpen ERA over the last 15 games is atrocious, but they've been winning on the straight to starting pitching in that offense and uh you know obviously Ryu has just been dominant Kershaw has been a lot better than people thought I mean he really fell in drafts and uh, the people who got him at a value are looking pretty good right now Kenta Maeda is good but they don't let him go deep into games I mean they took him out after five and a third yesterday which I guess they're trying to preserve him and I can understand the Dodgers playing like that their their goal is the playoffs man they don't really care about not not that they don't care because you obviously have to dominating the regular season to get there, but they're going to be, especially in the second half, they're going to be really cautious with their starting pitches because their goal is have everyone ready for the postseason. You're going to yell at me probably, most likely, who knows. I, my biggest problem between football and baseball is I think in baseball only a finite number of teams can win, whereas in football it, can cha it changes every year because of the salary cap. And I just think baseball, maybe it's that, maybe it's smart teams. I don't know. But it's always Boston and the Yankees and the Dodgers. There's a handful of teams that can win every year where I just don't say that in the NFL. Right now, we're talking about the Cleveland Browns. I mean, last year was the Rams. Every year it seems to change. It just doesn't change in baseball enough for me. I think it does. We haven't had a repeat champion in a while in baseball. But don't you have the same teams usually I mean, at the top end? The Seriously. Miami Marlins have won a couple World Series. Oh, well, that, that is true. But, I mean, then, when, then they're putrid when they don't win. Look how bad Houston was. They turned it around. Look how bad the Cubs were. They didn't win a World Series for a long time. The Red Sox used to never win. They won. Tampa Bay, small market team, not much resources. All right, but they're let me right ask you. So top. let's look at Tampa Bay. Let's look at Tampa Bay. Don't you think that that team, if there was a true salary cap, would be winning year in, year out because they are so well managed? They're so well run, but they can't compete with the Yankees and the, and the Red Sox. Yeah, they can. <laughs> they are right now. They've made a I World know. Series. I know, but year in and year out, they've got to get. They've got to make great trades. But they they've do. Got to do things. They do. They just fleece Pittsburgh. <laughs> I mean, I'm they do it. I, right, but the other teams just have to go and sign somebody. They go down to Dominican, sign some 15-year-old. Boom. Minnesota's been a bad team for a while. They're 20 games over 500 now. I, I don't I don't I think if I, I think you're giving me instances, but I think you're looking where there's some bad team. Baltimore, Detroit, Baltimore is a team that has spent money for years. They, they're I'm mismanaged. Just you, right. So, I, so I'm saying there's a lot of bad but teams. That's, but that's but that's mismanagement. That's not because of, you know, 
you don't think else. the rich you don't think the rich teams are more successful in baseball seriously they have a better advantage but you still have to use the resources in a wise manner no right no right you need you need the the wealth and you need the brain power the mets don't have either maybe who knows maybe they have the brain power they don't have the well, wealth the no, yankees have both Yankees, Mets don't have the ownership. That's the problem. It's not going to change. It's the wealth. same in every sport. Every sport, when you look at why teams but football suck is not a, but, but for football, you could have bad ownership, but the wealth is not the problem. Or why are the Jets stink every year? Because of mismanagement. It right. has nothing to do with wealth. Okay, and why was Cleveland bad for so long? Mismanagement. It has okay. nothing to do with wealth. Jimmy Haslam has more money than, than God. That's what I'm saying. The, and, the, and baseball has more to do with wealth. And the NFL has more to do with mismanagement. You still need good ma- management. I mean, Houston was bad. Good management. Look what happened. Now they're one of the best teams. They drafted right. They've made good moves. And now they're near the top. I, I guess so. But I think I look, at, I look at the Tampas of the world and say. Well, New England's there every year. So there's no turnover every single year. But that's good management and wealth. Robert, well, Robert good management. And think about this. I was listening to Charlie Weiss this morning. Dante Skarnecchia, as the offensive line coach, he's been there since 2000 and God knows what. He's been there forever. The tight end coach, all these coaches have been there with the Patriots forever. But we see more teams, different teams in the World Series than we do in the Super Bowl. Do we? Yeah, we do. Go look. Go do it. Go do the math over the last few years. It's the Patriots every year. I need an intern to do that math for me. But over the last 20 years, you really think so? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, well, yeah, because the Patriots, right? Because the Patriots and the Steelers and the Steelers. Everyone thinks the Yankees win all the time. They haven't won in 10 years. I guess the Patriots do. uh, That's a tough one. All right. We had a draft last night. It was a starter league. We're going to go through it. I've got the draft board. We'll dissect it when full-time fantasy returns right after this. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network today. We'll get them off your back. 
Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. All right, we're back. Dr. Roto here with Adam Ronas. What I need you guys to do is go to play FFWC. If you go to play FFWC, and I'll take you there right now, right? PlayFFWC.com. You're going to get to our draft lobby. We just filled an online championship. Very excited about that. That's going to kick off tonight. But if you look down there, you're going to see some seats left for other dynasty drafts, starter drafts, best ball, draft and go, full season online championship and then if you scroll down and keep on scrolling down you'll see a world championship draft and they start you know in in july and august so be part of what we're doing okay we love uh these are great leagues and uh you know look it's the best competition out there right adam yeah for sure it's definitely fun i like the format love the extra flex spot always talk about that i think you want more of an expanded starting lineup, especially if you know what you're doing. So I do it in my home league, so I like that we get the extra flex spot here. You should be rewarded if you find a value late. And as I've said numerous times, you know, I always look forward to going out to Vegas, so it's not too late. If you guys can make it out there, first week into the NFL season, we'll be out there at the Palms, and it's definitely a fun time, fun week, fun week and weekend. All right, so let's take a look at the draft that went on last night. It was a starter draft here. Uh, first round, Adam, Saquon, Zeke, McCaffrey, three, Kamara, four, no surprises. David Johnson goes five, Hopkins, six, Bro Mixon, seven. You go with Johnson, five, and Bro, seven. I am. Uh, you know, I regret one pick in the draft that we're doing. I was debating Mixon and Connor and I went Connor. I sh- I, if I could do it today, I'd go Mixon. You know, I guess a little bit of the concern is there's some talk about Connor maybe not being the three-round back, and they can mix in Jalen Samuels, and they drafted Snell. Mixon has that backfield and put up really good numbers last year. I know it's not a, as good of offense. New, new coach, right? New coach yeah. coming from the, you know, the, the, the Rams there. But yeah, I like I like Mixon. I mean, I think in earlier drafts I saw him go early second round. So seems like he's a guy that's on the rise right now. Julio Jones goes eight. Devontae Adams nine. You give me Devontae Adams nine in any draft, dude. I'll be very happy. Oh, you have to be. I mean, he put up great numbers last year. Aaron Rodgers loves him. Talked about throwing to him more. Uh, we really know there's not. You know, there's going to be value here in this Packers offense among wide receivers. We're just not sure who it's going to be right now. Uh, but you got to think this offense will be better. Rodgers clearly wasn't happy with McCarthy. And Adams is a stud. And uh, you know he's going to get t- double-digit targets pretty much every single game. And uh, coming off a, a phenomenal year last year, I would think 100 receptions should be there once again. All right, Michael Thomas goes to our friend Jerry at 10. James Conner, 11. Melvin Gordon, 12. A name that I'm shocked I didn't see in the first round. How does Le'Veon Bell get out of the first round? 
I think people are worried about Bell uh, because he sat out the entire year. He's going to a new offense, an offensive line that's not as good. And I think a lot of people, there are some people that feel that Bell was more a product of the Pittsburgh offense. And now you're going to the Jets and Adam Gase, and there's a lot of question marks with Bell. A lot of his value is tied to a ton of receptions in the passing game. And you would think, hey, if you're the Jets, you're going to use him like that because that's his skill set. But, you know, even his last year in Pittsburgh, he only averaged four yards per carry. Uh, and, you know, after years of being four seven four nine, he was only at four the year off. And now he's getting robbed for jewelry. Did you see that story? I did. That, that's something that would happen to you, Ronas. No, because I would be smart and I would have a – first of all, number one, I would never leave two women alone in my house. I don't care how well we know each other, okay? Now, I've left, like, a woman that I'm with alone, you know, for a little bit, go to the store. Have you ever gone downstairs, you know, got a cup of coffee and said, honey, you stay here alone? Well, yeah, that I'll do, but that's someone that I've known. It's not someone that I just met or, you know, obviously women I'm with are not with me for my money, so I don't have to worry about that. But right. if I'm Bell, how do you not have a safe for that stuff? These guys yeah. don't think at all, man. I you know. Can't, how do you not have a safe? You can't trust no one. I don't care how good these women look and how good they are sexually. You can't trust them, okay? You just can't. And these guys don't learn, man. $500,000 worth of jewelry? Sorry, man. You got to put that in a safe. And first of all, I mean, what? I mean, look, people can spend their money they want. But even if I had like a ton of money, I'm not spending 500k on. Jewelry. If I could give you five million, you're not getting 500k of jewelry, right? No, man. Right? No. No way. Well, look, it's all about the bling. You know that. But I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. How do you not have a safe in your house? Why aren't you putting it in your closet? Unless, I mean, look, maybe the woman knew the combination to the safe. Then he's a bigger idiot than I even thought he was. Well, yeah, I, I don't think any of that. I didn't see all the details. But if that's the case, that's even worse. Like, okay, then it's like, why even have a safe? Just put it on the table. They know the combination, <laughs> right? Make it easier for them. <laughs> well, right, let me ask you this. You're, you're married tomorrow. Congratulations. You go, to, you go to Ibiza and you get married, okay? Do you give your new wife any of your passwords? No. Good idea. <laughs> she might be <laughs> mad as hell, but... <laughs> no. no, Mrs. Roto, I don't know if Mrs. Roto and I have any passwords. I don't know if I know any of her passwords. Maybe her phone. Sometimes if I need to get on her phone, I'll know her password to get on the phone. That's about it. Yeah, that's what you do the true test. If you're able to, at any moment, just exchange phones and you're not worried about it, if, <laughs> then you... If you that's if true. You have, that's true love. <laughs> and it, it really is. Because I think if we told most people right now that are married or in a relationship, all right, stop what you're doing, go to your significant other and say, hey, let's exchange phones last, right now and look, look through them. Right. I think 80% of people would be sweating. And yeah, like, oh, maybe man, that's trouble. not a good idea. <laughs> right? Exactly. I mean, truly, because, you know. I'm just going to delete a text first and then I'll hand it to her, right? De yeah, no. delete, <laughs> delete the text immediately. Don't wait. Trust me, I learned this the hard way with emails. <laughs> you got it. Don't you have separate? Don't you have, don't, don't you have a few email accounts? You can't. You got to have Adam Ronas at this, Adam Ronas at that, Adam Ronas at twenty-seven different places, dude. Oh, of course, but you know, uh, something happened one day where it was logged in, and uh, something was found. <laughs> <laughs> I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. All right, let's get back to this draft. Mercifully, I think what makes this interesting, and we talk about this all the time. If I, when we start talking about this board, this board is like the wild, wild west to me. 
Round two, Gurley, then Damian Williams, Le'Veon Bell, Beckham, Kelsey, Cook, Chubb, Juju, Mike Evans, Kittle, Ertz, and Amari Cooper. This is wild. I mean, these guys could go in any order. This, if we drafted tomorrow, these guys could go in any order, and that's why I like drafting early. I really do, Adam. I'm not just saying this. I'm not, up, not just hyping. I'm not trying to sell a product. I actually do like drafting early because people just have different values right now. I see Jarvis Landry in round seven here. I'm like, are you kidding me? I don't think he's round seven by the time we draft in Vegas, but you can get round seven value on him here tonight. Yeah, it's so true because right now – we really don't have much information at all. I mean, you're hearing these reports out of the OTAs, but once training camp comes and the games are played, we know how people overreact. We've seen it year after year where one big play and a guy jumps up the draft board. We're still not sure on the roles of some players. So, yeah, you're going to see it all over the board. Like, you know, our online championship draft tonight, you might see Bell in the first round. You might see Gurley go in the third round. Uh, so, yeah, I just it, we're at that point right now where it's, it's kind of all over the place and the ADPs really don't mean much at this point. All right. So let's take a look at teams and groupings here. So team one, his first four picks, Barkley, Cooper, Mac, DJ Moore. That's a pretty good start. I like it. Yeah, I really like it. Uh, look, uh, Cooper has been inconsistent in his career, but he came to Dallas, man. And he was really good. He immediately had a, a connection with Dak. We know he's the number one receiver in this offense. Teams have to respect the run because they know Zeke's a big part of this offense, and that's primarily what Dallas wants to do. So Cooper's nice. We know Barkley, the numbers he can put up. And Marlon Mack, you know, the Colts didn't do anything. You know, I think people were worried about Marlon Mack saying, ah, oh, his value could take a hit depending on what they do in the draft. And they really didn't do anything. Now, the one thing in PPR formats, he just doesn't catch enough passes. Does that bother you? I mean, he had 17 receptions last year and 26 targets. It's not great. It's not great, but you know they're going to use him. I mean, Hines is not special. He's good. He's not special. I think Mac Mac has a better year this year than last year. I don't know if it's first counting, pick of the third round. I'm, right. I, I, let me be honest. I'm taking Antonio Brown. I'm taking Thielen. I'm taking Allen. I, I might even take Henry. I wouldn't have taken Mac there. I like the pick, but I wouldn't have taken him there. Yeah, you got two, only two running backs in that third round, man. You know? Two running But are you backs telling me that round. you wouldn't have taken Thielen or Brown or Allen first? Or Hilton? Come on. I'm taking yeah, T.Y. Hilton. Hilton. I'll take it. Like, Come to on. Me, how do, I, I don't know why Hilton fell this far in this draft. I don't know if I'm going Cooper or Mac. I'm going Hilton and Brown. Boom. Barkley, Brown, Hilton, show me you the know, money. Brown is a very interesting player because he's – you remember this, Doc. His numbers without Roethlisberger are terrible. Now, he's going to a new offense. What's his motivation? I think – here's the thing what I think with Brown. I think he has all the world I, of motivation. I think he's so pissed off from last year where, the, where Ben shut him out and was promoting Juju and I, he, Brown. Wait, and Brown's I, like, this is, this is all I, about me, 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 me. Because Brown's I, a me guy, dude. He's me. I, I disagree he shut him out. How are you going to tell me he shut him out when he had 169 targets? Because Brown, honestly, there, there were games. And look, I own Juju, so I'm telling you. Ben was using Juju, and there were some games where Brown felt like he was the number two guy. And you can't make Brown ever feel like he's number two you he just had 15 can. touchdowns that was a career high i know I but it doesn't matter brown is the kind of guy if he doesn't get 12 targets a game it's not enough 
Okay, well, here's the thing. He's, he's a pain in the butt, dude. He's terrible. He's, he's going to get those targets in Oakland. The, yes. the question is how efficient will those targets be? Because Carr is not Ben Roethlisberger. He could be going 9 for 92. He's not going 9 for 192. It, how many touchdowns? Does he get to 10? No. He might not, right? Eight. He might get 8, eight or nine. 9. 8 okay. or 9. But he but gets he, 100 I mean, receptions? Could, 130. 130? He could get 9 catches a game. Wow. All right, then you got you you got to take him in the first round if you're projecting that. I think he's he is a absolute third round steal. I think he's a third round steal. I'm taking Brown over Ertz. I am taking yeah. Brown over Ertz right now. Yeah, I, I'm I taking think... Brown over Kittle. How about that? I so, will not take Kittle or Ertz in round two. two. I won't. I may lose because of it, but I won't do it. I don't know if you'll lose. Oh, okay, so that's an interesting discussion. Are you willing to take one of these tight ends this year? In the second round. Only Kel- Travis Kelsey. Okay, so where Kelsey went in this one, which was 16. I'm never taking him over Cook, Chubb, Juju, or Evans. Right. No, thank yeah. you. No, no. I, I, so you're saying basically in general is, all right, I'm going to pass on the elite tight ends, and I know I'm passing up something, but I'm going to find one in the middle round that's going to be always productive. Do. I always do. Oh, now I found you're Zach Ertz two years ago. I always I found Ebron. I always find that guy, Adam. And whether I'll find him, I'll find him this year. I don't know who it is. I honestly don't I, know who it is I, right I, now, but I'll find him. I think there's a few that can be in that category, um, and, and we'll be discussing that. But last year in the league that you finished highest in the online championship, mm-hmm. who was your tight end? Oh, I can't remember what I ate for breakfast this morning. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Usually the tight ends have been good, though. Okay. Usually the yeah. tight ends have been good. I think like, Ebron was one of my tight ends in one league, and the other one was Ertz. That sounds and, about okay. right. So with e, uh, and Ertz was... But Ebron, I got round. around 14. Yeah. Right. Ertz, was, Ertz was five, and Ebron was like 14. Right. Ebron was obviously the guy we're looking for this year. I don't think you'll find someone that's going to do that. And obviously Ebron obviously benefited with Jack Doyle going out because when Doyle was on the field... Ebron did not run as many routes. He didn't get as many targets, so he definitely took advantage there. Uh, one of my best teams last year, I had Travis Kelsey in round four. Right. And then well, that was a steal. The, yeah, and then in the uh, online championship that I did in Vegas for us, I actually had Gronk, and he wasn't great. Well, <laughs> and took look, Frankie and I had Gronk in one league. He was, he's a, he stinks. I mean, Gronk he, was terrible. He was he so was. overdrafted. Look, I like Travis Kelsey. I will take him as a second-round pick gladly, but not in front of Cook, not in front of Chubb, not in front of Juju. I can't do it. Mike Evans, maybe. I could go Kelsey over Evans. I could. But I'm, there's no way I'm not taking Juju over Kelsey. Yeah, Juju's Juju, a star, dude. He, yeah, he is. He's going to put up big numbers. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to be the, the tough call for teams this year. I think there are a lot of people who feel, all right, if I just get that elite tight end, lock in those numbers, I'm good. Like you could see, uh, the Kelsey team did not draft another tight end. This is an 18-round draft. Now, this is one they are playing out, so you have the waiver wire. Uh, and the buy for Kelsey, I don't even know. The buy's offhand. I'm assuming it's later. Even if it's week four, you don't worry about it because you're starting Kelsey every week. But can I tell you I, what I also don't like here? There are a lot of tight ends going in these five, six, seven rounds. O.J. Howard went at 5-4. Ebron went in six. Vance McDonald went in six. I hate it. I hate those picks. Ebron is, hate a, them. is a bad pick. You're paying for last year's bad, stats. Right. And Vance McDonald in round six? I know Ben throws the I, tight end, but seriously? I like Come McDonald, on. but tight end five in round yeah, six? Like I no thought, I, I thought it, you know, round nine or ten. 
I mean, you know, they, this guy I went thought. in front of Philip Lindsay and Miles Sanders and Sterling Shepard in front of Mike Williams. Are you kidding me? No way. I mean, I usually, usually, I look at tight ends beginning round seven and somewhere in around seven, eight, nine, ten, I'll pull my tight end. Yeah, this is going to be a year. If you want the top three tight end, you are going to have to pay top dollar for it. And top the, pro- the problem is, number one, tight ends do get hurt quite a bit. But and if you're team number one, though, if you're team number one, you might be able to swing Ertz or Kittle in round three. Oh, yeah, if they make it. I mean, this is one draft, but we, yeah, we are, I have seen some drafts where they do go in round three. So you, so if, if Ertz or Kittle's there and you're picking one on the turn, you would consider taking one, right? Kittle. Okay. I'm not taking Ertz. I don't know They're, why I'm not taking Ertz. I think the concern with Ertz, and we've talked about this, is Dallas Goddard. I mean, yeah, he, and also they, they added Deshaun Jackson or Sego Whiteside. Like they have a ton of weapons there now. And right. Alshon Jeffrey, the uh, running backs. So Look, I like Ertz. I am not dissing Ertz. And no, of least. course. Who I, doesn't I just, like Ertz? Right. But I don't, I'm, I don't feel that same way about Ertz. And I, look, I'm going to throw out this about O.J. Howard. Does Bruce Arians usually go to the tight end? Not, not usually in his Yeah, but, but I think he hasn't had tight ends. That's why. You have O.J. Howard. You're using him. You have to. I, I, I yeah, have to. He's too good, man. Like, I have to think he's involved in offense. And I like him, but the press I like the, the I like the Hunter Henry pick in round seven here. Yeah, because remember, in our, in our tight end premium league, I think he was the fourth tight end off the board. Yeah. Here you get him at eight. Uh, that's yeah. not going to last because if, if he has a good training camp uh, or we hear a lot of buzz on him, you know he's going to rise. I like the round tens. We had Njoku, Walker, and Austin Hooper. Remember, Delaney Walker was a top five tight end last year. Yeah, I mean, before last year. I mean, he's, still, he's a little older, but yeah, uh, I would Marcus take Marcus Mariota might go right. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine I, I, getting him in round 10? The team who had Walker in round 10 and then got Doyle in round 14, I like that. And then why did he take Goddard in round 18? That's just bad drafting. Yeah. Three that's tight ends. That's true. You don't need three bad. tight ends. 18 yeah. roster spots? No. Yeah, you don't. All right. We'll, we'll continue breaking this down. I'm enjoying this. We'll break this draft down more. We'll give you some picks for tonight. We'll do it all. We'll full-time fantasy. We'll be back right after this. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, So we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? 
Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to PointsBet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's PointsBet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Back here at his full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network out of Ronis and Dr. Otto here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? Go to pointsbet.com slash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you bet the Rams minus three and they cover the spread by seven points, you'll receive seven times your stake. That's pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter promo code grid and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. Can I give you some of my pet peeves here for drafts, Adam? I'm, gonna, I'm probably doing it for the next six months, but taking a defense before round 10 Dumb, dumb. Doc, how many times do we have to go through this? We do this every single year. Oh, well, I didn't even look. What is it, the Bears? I didn't this even look. 12. This is in round 12, but even that's too soon. It's soda. the Bears, anything, okay. Anything before you, round 15. Do you, uh, you know how difficult it is for a defense to repeat that dominance year after year, especially when they're relying on touchdowns? Like, people don't learn their lesson. You know every week we can stream defenses, and most people in smart leagues are going to draft one defense you know there's going to be a couple on the wave wire you can even draft a defense just for week one to stream there's going to be offenses that we thought were good that aren't that we can stream against like people don't learn even in round 12 it's like oh it's round 12 just it's a wasted pick don't do it you know would you rather have a defense that okay say this defense break say the bears repeat or come close would you rather have that or a potential wide receiver running back that breaks out take a run we're in June right now. Take a running back that's a backup that potentially can work their way into a starting role because of an injury in training camp. Then you don't have to go to the waiver wire to spend fab and you have foul money. I don't understand why people don't get this concept. There, there are some people in leagues who don't even take kickers and defenses. They just pick them up in the first waiver moves, right? You should. If not, that's okay. the right move. Now you have to know your league rules. Now, there are some. We allow that. We allow that. that you, so there's, there's a waiver a wire agent. period. Right, before, before, the before, season. before the season, right? And if there's a league, please, I beg you out there, if, there's a, if you're in a league where you have a waiver wire move before the season, don't even draft a kicker in a defense. Don't do it. See your guys, get an extra receiver, get an extra, an extra quarterback, get an extra running back. Maybe somebody gets hurt in training camp, and boom, you have a starter. You could always cut a guy on September 8th. Ridiculous. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, because... You want as many lottery tickets, especially at running back, that you can get. I mean, there's a team here that drafted two defenses. Did you see the Jags and the Chargers? Oh, yeah. Great Why? job, guy. Great job. How you know what's going to yeah. happen, right, Doc? I don't even need to tell you. What's going to happen? What's going to happen, <laughs> gonna, Doc? Going to cut one of those suckers week one. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 
What are you doing? You could have had any running back. And I know you're going to say, oh, look at the running backs. I don't care. Take one of them. Take a receiver. Sanu was there. What if Ridley get, or right, Julio he get, goes he get, down? He gets Hakeem Butler. What if Fitzgerald gets injured? Marquise Goodwin, Irv Smith. What if, what if, what if Kyle Rudolph gets traded tomorrow to New England? You could have had Irv Smith. Come on. I yeah, mean, look, he, it doesn't matter who. And, and, you, and, you know, this guy could come back and say, well, remember when you talked about all those picks? None of them panned out. Okay, that's why they're going around 17 or 18. But you want, you, I'd rather have the shot at that, them growing into a bigger role, than wasting a spot on a second defense, which you are going to cut. You're not going to keep two defenses. Can and I tell you what I do with defenses? Will. Usually I, I pick a week one defense. So let's just say, for argument's sake, the Lions playing uh, the, the Bengals. Okay, just for argument's sake. I'll take the Lions, right? Yes. Then I'll cut the Lions for sure after week one. Probably by week four or five. I can't tell you what week, but it's usually before week eight. Somebody drops a good defense who I pick up and I just use that defense the rest of the season. Yeah, and also you happens know every year. Go. You know how it every goes. Year. Even when we get into week 14, 15, 16, there's a defense out there that just has a great matchup that week. And they're not they haven't been a great defense most of the year, but they have a great matchup. They played better defense the last few weeks. You're gonna pick them up. Another case here too. So the same team, they drafted Andrew Luck in round seven. Why are you drafting Phillip Rivers in round 14? Are you ever going to play Rivers over Luck outside of well, a bye? No, no well, look, I have no problem taking a second quarterback late. But, but Rivers? Like, why don't you wait till round 17 or 18? You're going to play Andrew Luck every single week, right? <sighs> I'm trying to look. I'm trying to see whether I agree. Dak with Prescott went around 17. No, like, I know, rather, I know, I know. I, I do don't. That. I, but all right. Here's my here's my only argument that I'll go with that with this guy. If it's round 14 and you haven't taken Philip Rivers yet, shame on you. And maybe I feel like I just screwed the rest of the league. I, I could I could get behind that a little bit, but no, I'm never benching Andrew Luck. I'm never benching Andrew Luck. And the thing is with Andrew Luck, you got to go all in. He's your ride or die. So you probably are better off waiting for Dak Prescott in round 17. You probably are. Right. Or, or even, I know you said you want to draft the second quarterback, and I can understand that. Maybe something happens with Luck in the preseason, um, and there's still some quarterbacks on waivers. There was 20 quarterbacks drafted here. But I think if you're going to take a quarterback that early, that's your guy. And like the team. Well, look at what Daily Double did. Jerry is a very smart drafter. He's been in a lot of leagues with me. He takes Aaron Rodgers, and then he doesn't have another quarterback. Last he, year, he should have. He did. He in the Doctor Roto League, he took two quarterbacks back to back. I looked at him. I said, Jerry, what are you doing? He goes, What do you mean? I go, What? Do you, it was like it was Wilson and somebody else back to back. Go ahead, finish, Doc. I just I'm and losing my mind I here. let this guy. I let and Jerry's a friend of mine, but I let him have it. I go, Dude, it makes no sense because you can only play one of those guys, and you missed out on a running back or a receiver. Doc, Team 11. Look at Team 11. Yeah, three quarterbacks, I know. <laughs> Just, <laughs> and two retarded. defenses. Yeah, two terrible. defenses. Terrible. I know. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, you have Baker Mayfield and, a, and, and Jameis. A, You're good. You're good. You need Josh right. Allen, too? Oh, guys, it's terrible. Man. This is terrible. This is not. Do you think this team thought it was best ball? Is it possible? Even I mean, then, look at I this, still wouldn't look do at it. This but... team, look at this team's first five picks. Connor. Williams, Ridley, Drake, Penny. His receivers are Ridley, Nikhil Carey, and Metcalf. Dude, oh thank you for goodness. your donation. Wow. Seriously. Wow. The, the Dr. Roto Children Fund, we, uh, the college fund could need now some watch, money, this too. Team's win this team wins it and comes back. This team's That's the winning. thing with fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> some odd things happen. And, well, look, 
if this roster stays as constructed, yeah, it's oh. not going to win. You're going to have to cut a quarterback, a defense, and maybe you get lucky and hit a waiver wire guy. But three quarterbacks in the first 12 rounds? I mean, and come two, on, And two guys. defenses. And let me give you another pet peeve. Why is anybody taking a kicker in round 13? Doesn't make Why? any sense, man. I know. You want to take one. I will take one in 17. I will. In a 20-round draft, in 17, I start to get itchy for Steven Guskowski. I do. Uh, you know what? I just noticed. Good thing. Eight kickers were drafted. So there were teams that didn't take one. Very smart. smart. Know the right. league rules, man. I, I say it in every sport every year, and people think it's so stupid and fundamental, but it means a lot. Every league has different rules. Uh, you read them. Like Doc said, if you know you have a waiver wire period, we are in June. The earlier you do your drafts, you want as many lottery tickets as running back and receiver. You'll find a kicker in a defense. We can go look back at the top 10 kickers last year, and I don't even know. I don't even look at kickers like that, but I guarantee you there's like two or three of them that were drafted. Look, weren't drafted I can't blame you if you want to drain Zerline or Guskowski or certain Tucker. Tucker. There's about right. five guys, you know, right. I, uh, Bucker. I can get behind like five guys. It's but, not I mean, the difference between you winning a championship. Yeah, Jake Elliott, really? Do I really need Jake Elliott? I'd much rather Mark Andrews than Jake Elliott any day in the last round. Any oh, day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, definitely. He was Actually, I wanted Andrews in our draft where we still took tight ends and he won. Yeah. He was on my – I put in – I got screwed. I wanted Ronald Jones. I got That's, sniped. Yeah, pretty, yeah. And then I wanted Hawkinson, and I got sniped. Oh, so so I ended I. up getting uh, Lewis and uh, Lewis and Ballard, who were okay, but that's not well, what I wanted. Yeah, I look back. Maybe – I don't know. I was debating – that was my debate the last round was Rosen or Hawkinson. That's what I was debating. So and you I, don't, said, I right, think you don't have a choice. I think you had to have Rosen. You don't have a third quarterback. You're done. You're done. I guess, yeah. You're done. I mean, look, I, obviously I hope Rosen starts at least half the games. That's the other risk. I know Fitzpatrick's the guy right now, but we know look, how last it goes year, Last year in the Scott Fishbowl, I took uh, Baker Mayfield in like the seventh round as my third quarterback. It's same concept. I knew he was going to play half a season. Oh, yeah. I did, uh, I did a draft with Taz last year. It was somewhat similar to this, a little bit. Yeah, actually, it was kind of similar. And I took Baker, I believe, as my third quarterback, too, knowing the year he wasn't going to start. And obviously, it paid huge dividends. I think in this, this draft here, I don't like five quarterbacks going in round seven. I, I don't. I think, I, I, and I'm surprised that Jerry did it. And Jerry's a good player. But Aaron Rodgers in round seven, I hate the pick. I hate it. Uh, you know it. what? I hate you it. Look, Doc, would I do it? Probably not. But I got to say, doesn't there come a certain... Well, here... Okay, there's No, I could take Carson Wentz in 10. Uh, take Carson Wentz in it's, 10. It's true. And I know we can sit here and then always look after the fact. You're right. And that's what I do. So I can't say that I disagree he with He passed you. up Christian Kirk. He passed up Will Fuller. Come on. No, come I'm... On. Okay, here's, here's, here's the thing, okay? We know quarterbacks get pushed down in this format. So where is the point where you say, damn, man... Luck, Watson, Rogers, and I know you love Baker. Like, where's the point where you go, damn, that they're, they're just too far? I'm not or taking do you it say, in seven. Okay, so you're basically saying, I know how people in this format value quarterbacks, and there's always going to be value, and I'm just going to wait, no matter how far the elite Kimra guys fall. and Chad Schrader and Glenn Lowy and, and Darren Sumner and every good, good player, nobody will do it. Nobody. I, look, look where I, all the best guys do it. None of us do it. I agree. I'm just trying to bring up the other side because I'm with You're, you doc in my in the league that I did last year in Vegas I waited till round 13 my quarterbacks were Stafford and Mahomes and obviously Look, the, hit a home run a, on Mahomes 
There's a reason the best players are the best. There's a reason. You have to start to copy what they do. And, and, yeah, and, and look, I was a guy that would pull an Aaron Rodgers in round seven. I was. I'd be, I, I remember pulling in one draft. I was with Kickman and George, and it's like round nine. We're like, don't we have to take Rodgers here? It's round nine. And it was a mistake. I could have waited three more rounds and gotten Matt Ryan in round 12. Well, let's see. The team that waited the longest on quarterback was uh, team five, Roethlisberger in round 13. And, the and then he got why, Cousins. Right. And, but the reason why we like that is, look, he's got five running back, six running backs through the first 12 rounds. And, yeah, David, okay, what if David Johnson doesn't work out and carry on Johnson hits or Henderson because Gurley's hurt? That's what you're trying to do. You know that not all of these picks are not going to hit. We know that. But you want as many opportunities for a running back to go off. And that's what you do by getting six in the first 12 rounds. I think wishful, star, wishful starter was interesting here. I think Bean Dogs was interesting. How about Bean Dogs? Adams, Beckham, A.J. Green, Freeman, Coleman, Sanders, Hunter Henry, Ito Smith, Kareem Hunt, Paris Campbell, then... Then Russell Wilson in 11. I like it. Yeah, you got three wide receivers, man, that are just number ones. and Five running backs. All, all he needs is two. Yeah, Hunter well, Henry, who we like. It's not a bad team right there. Look, Freeman obviously is the guy there. There's questions about his health. Could he be breaking down? But if he is healthy, we know he's good. And then he's got Edel Smith to back him up. Coleman should be the lead guy in San Fran. But, you know, you do have McKinnon and Breda there. Sanders... Could work his way to be the lead back. You know they they are hiring him, so you know you're you're taking a lot of shots here. I, I, at running it's back. a lot of it's a risky draft, but I yes. like it. I like wishful starter Jones, well, Kelsey, Diggs, Godwin. Love that Montgomery, Lindsey, Latavius, Kirk, Washington, Eckler. Then you go Kyler Murray, Singletary, and Lamar Jackson. I love it. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you see yourself? I think ideally most people want to get at least one running back in the first two rounds. But you could see yourself, especially if you get that tight end. Well, it seems like you're not going to take that I'm going to take – I'm going to do whatever I can to get a running back in the first two rounds. Yeah, I, I, but I'm I, not going to compromise, though. I'm not going right. to take Todd Gurley. You're not going to force it. Right. Right. But for sure, by round three, I have to. I mean, I, I have to. Yeah, but see, see their problem is I don't like Marlon Mack and Derrick Henry. In, the, in this league, in our format. I don't like them because they don't well, catch Well, let's see. So balls. where he took A.J. Green, the running backs available were Fournette, Drake, Aaron Jones, Freeman. You take any of them over Green? Yeah, I do. I take Fournette or Aaron Jones. I okay. Do. Yeah, makes sense. I, I mean, I mean, what if Fournette is really good again? Yeah, what if you're he's talking late third round. Yeah, yeah, people are so down on Fournette. He's a first-round pick two years ago. Come on, dude. It's because of the injuries. I and remember, I, the, ja the Jags offensive line, they, they were down like four starters last year. And how good could Aaron Jones be? Aaron Jones might be special. He could be. It's, I guess it depends on, on his workload. And, and I look, mean, I know AJ it's a new Green, coach. you got Tyler Boyd there. Tyler Boyd and Bro Mixon, you got some guys there. Maybe A.J. Green's not as good as he used to be. I don't know, man. I, I think Green is a stud. I don't if he's healthy. He's a stud. Yeah, I don't he think is. he's a stud. He's not. You don't think he's going to get the targets if healthy? Go, you, Let me put you see, this way. Did if you see you what take, he was doing last year before he got hurt? I know, but if you take him, I'm happy. You, uh, honestly, I'm, in my head, I'm, go, I'm, good, I'm glad you took him. Really? Mm -hmm. 
Mm. It's what, not that he's inj- bad. I just is don't he, know if is I it win the with injuries. Him. I mean, he has missed you know at least six games two of the yeah, last three years. He's missed a lot of games, and he's not always consistent. Has look in best ball, AJ Green may be one of my favorite guys because there's like four or five weeks a year where he is outrageously good. Doc, I gotta say though, man, before he got hurt last year, he was consistent. L- listen to this: six ninety-two in a touch, five sixty-nine, three touchdowns, five for fifty-eight, four for seventy-eight in a touch, six for one twelve, seven for one eighty-five, seven for one seventeen. Five for 76 and a touchdown. But ask yourself, when he came back, what happened between him and Tyler Boyd? Well, he got hurt. He came back week 13 and played 17 snaps, got hurt. I were Boyd, Boyd to me, jumped significantly that he's no longer an afterthought. He's a guy you got to He's not an afterthought, but don't you think in this offense, which you think they're going to be a pretty bad team defensively, right? And that they play from behind a lot? Look, I, I... I, look, I mean, the coach there last year did a Woods. He knew how to throw to Woods and Cooks. Look, I think there's room for both of them. Look, A.J. Green's a good third-round pick. Yeah, I just wouldn't I do so. it. It's a good third-round pick. Well, be, was is it because of what that team had? Because they had two right, receivers? Right, If Adams and Beckham, I need a running back. So if you had one running back I and could take Green. one receiver. Right. Okay. I could, I could so go it's Hopkins, t- it's, Chubb, so Green. It's roster construction. Right, roster construction. Okay, right. makes sense. Right. So it's not that that's a bad player. It just doesn't fit. I think you can't. I don't think you win this league. Sadly enough, you don't win with Devonta Freeman as your first running back. You're going to lose. I was going to say, so do you think, and you know, you don't want to make these general statements, but do you think it's really difficult in today's game to start a draft with three wide receivers and have a successful team? I mean, we have the two extra flexes. So I would be I would be very shocked to see. I think that team could win the league, but not the big money. Okay. Right? Because you yeah. might win your league. It's possible. Because you really have to hope that you hit on, like, Somebody. you need two running backs. See, yeah. the thing is, when you take one running back early, and, they, and if they're fine, all you need to do is really find one other one if your receivers right. are strong. Now you got to find two. Right. Which I, And look, does, does it get you paid? Can you win 10 Gs? Yes. Are you going to win 150? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I got to think a lot of the teams last year had, you know, the Kamara, McCaffrey, Zeke Barkley. You needed one of those guys. Right. Absolutely. Or Connor, I think so. obviously. Yeah. All right, who's coming up in hour number two? I'll have uh, Matt Modica from The Athletic. I always like Matt Modica. He's, he's always, like, putting cooking stuff on Twitter. Yeah, you he loves that? to eat, man. I'm like, dude, how are you healthy, man? Are you <laughs> he's eating, like, sausages and crazy stuff. But All right, guys, this is the Dr. Roto saying be well, take care. Keep it here for another hour of full-time fantasy with Adam Ronas, and we're back right after this. <laughs> 